Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it's so worth it. If you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red button, and attend a free webinar on the secret to starting your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I'm super excited to bring you today's featured guest, Rihanna Milne. Rihanna, welcome to the show. Hi, Ken. Thank you for having me. Hello, everyone. Yeah, it's great to have you here. And, you know, I I had never planned on saying, Rihanna, welcome to the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good it's, I'm here. Thank you. I know. It's awesome. Um, no, I say that because I know we've been trying to connect for quite a while, and this is cool that we finally got our schedules together, so I appreciate that. And I know. I, I want to let <laughs> our listeners busy. know about you because you're awesome. You know, Thank you. One of the things that, that – well, I'm just going to share this with everybody because it's going to – probably blow their mind like it blew mine. <laughs> so Rihanna Milne is a certified global life dating and relationship coach. She's also a life and dating coach for a new docuseries called Radical Dating, Finding Lasting Love Over 40. Mm-hmm. She's the host of a former TV show called Lessons in Life and Love, an educational speaker, a licensed mental health counselor, and a certified trauma and addictions professional. And she's been doing this work for over 18 years. On top of that, she's a best-selling artist. She has five-star rated books, two of them. One's called Love, Beyond Your Dreams, Breaking Free of Toxic Relationships to Have the Love You Deserve, and the other is Live Beyond Your Dreams, From Fear and Doubt to Personal Power, purpose, and success. And these books address life transitions, personal transformation, and relationships, both with yourself and with others. Now, Rihanna lives in Florida, and she offers online virtual coaching courses for both singles and couples. So do me a favor, Rihanna. Would you would you just take a minute, and, and if there's anything we missed in there, certainly fill that in, and then give us kind of a glimpse into how you got started doing the work that you do. Sure, sure. Uh, well, I'm also a mom and a grandmom. You know, nice. I have two amazing daughters and uh, a couple grandsons and one more on the way. So awesome. I'm very excited about that relationship in my life. Uh, how did I get started in, in coaching? Well, I was a the psychotherapist uh, in year 2000 and um, enjoyed helping people, but I always had more of a coaching style. And I just found traditional counseling to be too limiting. And I went to RCI, Relationship Coaching Institute, for two and a half years to get certified as a life coach and love coach for singles and for couples and started to develop my program. And what I love about it is my VIP clients have full access to me. So they can email me unlimited. They can text me. They have phone emergency calls. Plus, we work by Skype or one-on-one in Delray Beach, Florida. So the transformation is so quick and powerful because when they're struggling and have a moment, they don't have to wait till their therapy appointment. They get me by instant access. So um, it's the transformation is really, really incredible. And it's, it's just very powerful. We, we form a relationship almost like a family. You know, I become either the, the mom or the mentor or the sister that perhaps they didn't have when they were growing up. So it's a very close partnership relationship 
that I have with my clients. It's very special. Nice. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to ask you something because what I found is, you know, when it comes to partnership, a lot of times, I mean, we all get off the page sometimes. That's kind of how life works. Mm-hmm. And it's good to have what I call a kind of a guiding principle or something that anchors you and brings you back. And I'm wondering, what do you do? What Like, what's your kind of anchor or go-to? Maybe it's a quote, maybe it's a mantra, but something that you can come back to when you feel like you're kind of off the page. I have two of them. Um, one I developed once I started coaching, and it made a lot of sense to my clients, was you can't change what you don't understand. And I primarily work with people of childhood trauma. And that is when unconscious emotional triggers wreak havoc and sabotage them in life or their love relationships as an adult. And the pain that they experienced as a child was usually uh, pushed down, not addressed, because as a young child, when you're young and innocent, you can't do much about it. Number one, you, you don't have the mental capacities as a young child to cope with it. So you develop other strategies to survive and then they become behavioral habits that come out as an adult. So in order to change the toxic patterns that are going on in a love relationship, we have to go back to the beginning and start understanding what happened, why it happened, forgive it, and then move forward. So it all begins with understanding the past, and then we can change it. And then another quote I have is, and I've had this for many years, help yourself by helping others. So when clients come to me, if they're depressed, for example, by reaching out and helping others in some way or some capacity, or I do some business coaching, people, once they find purpose in their life, become incredibly happy and they love their work and um, their life then has meaning. So they help themselves by helping others in some form or capacity. So those are the two quotes that I use. I love those. Those are great. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's so funny because they're both super simple. Yeah, they totally are. It's like, well, of course I can't change something if I don't understand it. And, you know, it's it's really interesting because I want to ask you about this because, you you know, I know you focus on working with, you know, that childhood trauma. Right. And one of the things that I run into is, and I'm wondering how you deal with this as a professional counselor in this area, is where people have maybe had some therapy on their work and they worked on themselves, and then they turn into these armchair diagnosers of everyone else. <laughs> That's cute to say. It's okay that they want to empower themselves with knowledge. I'm totally great with that, but I do ask my clients when they come to me, come with an open heart and an open mind. Um, because they think something is a certain way, but yet their behavior is acting out in another. Mm -hmm. So we go very, very deep with this topic. And you asked how I got into this. I mean, if you'd like, I'll tell a story of how this became my passion topic, since you're all about stories here. Um, You know, I was very happy in doing my counseling slash coaching style, which is very motivational and inspirational. And um, I married a man that I thought was my perfect soulmate. We were introduced by his school superintendent. So it was a great introduction. He was very handsome, very charming. Uh, Everyone loved our relationship. My kids adored him. Uh, I really saw going into my future and my retirement with this man. He was a middle school principal and uh, students loved him. Community loved him, right? Everything just seemed perfect. Um, and then soon after marriage, things totally changed. And one day, this is when I was working with kids in trauma 
in the school systems myself. I was in a school in Vineland, New Jersey, and uh, had a practice going also part-time, so everything was going great. And then there's a knock at the door, and he says he's suddenly lost his job. He's not allowed to return to his office. I'm there. Why? You know, we got just back from a blissful vacation. Everything seemed perfect. Um, and this guy I love so much, we had three marriage ceremonies. We had one in Paris, we had one in Cancun, and we had one in front of our friends in Atlantic City. Wow. So, like, nobody suspected that anything was wrong. Well, he was caught with porn on his computer and having an affair with a teacher. So this totally like caught me by total surprise. I, I kind of entered into a uh, post-traumatic response and I wanted to figure out why he did what he did. This is leading to the quote, you can't change what you don't understand. And I was like a mad woman, tried to research, why did I not see this? You know, I'm a motivational change in a, in agent, I'm a minister, I'm a great mom, a really outgoing woman, um, and everything seemed to be really blissful in my life. So it really like jolted me. And over 250 books I had read to find the answers. And this is where the answers came up about childhood trauma. And I started looking at all the relationships I had and that I was attracted to in my life. And all the men that I had chosen had some form of childhood trauma. One of the terms that's more old fashioned is ACOA, adult child of an alcoholic, and then they added over the years or other traumas. And there's nine traumas. And I started looking at, I'm sorry, 10 traumas. I started looking at the 10 traumas and I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, I have a couple of these. I wouldn't have defined them as trauma. I thought they were just normal. For example, I grew up and I was bullied as a kid. I was tall and skinny and big glasses and, you know, not until I got into modeling was that perfectly fine, you know, when I modeled for 33 years and that's where I got my confidence levels. And, um, but I was bullied a lot as a kid. And then, uh, one of the other ones, so that's under personal trauma, but other personal traumas could be that you might've had a medical condition when you were young, certainly overweight kids are teased. Um, I had a beautiful African American girl in my office. She said, no, my family dynamics were perfect until I hit this one. She goes, oh my gosh, I was the only black girl in an all white school. I was horribly teased, never felt like I fit in, wasn't good enough. And what came out in her adult relationships was she was very jealous and controlling because she didn't feel good enough. She always thought her man would leave for somebody else. So it's really interesting how it comes out. And then I had also what's called a no-fault abandonment. My father, as I did not know at the time, was like James Bond. He was FBI, CIA, and he was <laughs> gone a lot from the house. So that's called a no-fault abandonment when a parent travels a lot for work. And I remember as a kid always saying, when dad's coming home, you know, where's dad? You know, it was always hoping for him to come home because he was emotional and loving and fabulous. However, um, my childhood trauma big wake-up call was when my brother and I, as curious, crazy kids that we were, uh, we found a footlocker in my dad's office and we opened it up and we thought, oh my gosh, what's in there? Is it treasure? He, you know, he travels all over the world. What's he got? And unfortunately, what we found, which was very traumatic as a little for a little 10 year old girl, was a trunk full of pornography and love letters and pictures of he and his mistress. So we were sworn to each other to total secrecy because if we told anyone, you know, could split up my parents and our family 
And we held that secret for, for me, it was 18 years until at 28 when my dad passed away, we told our other siblings. And um, that was the beginning of my childhood trauma. And then I looked at this, I'm like, here, I married a man unconsciously who had the same problem as my father. So I dug deeper and I saw that quote chemistry when everyone says, oh, I want to fall in love with you because we have such great chemistry. Mm -hmm. It's very dangerous because it is pulling you towards the past. And if there was any uh, trauma around your mom or dad from the past, this could be the beginning of a toxic relationship. And that's sad. <clears throat> so yeah, my, my husband that I adored had this secret life just like my father did. And, um, you know, that's what happened. So, but despite it all, I became very, I was always very resilient from my own study in spirituality and psychology. And I stood as my own attorney, fought for my annulment, won it. And the judge said, Ms. Milne, in 32 years of being a court judge and marital and family issues, I've only granted this as a second annulment. He goes, but your story is a fascinating. See, I had all this research to back up mm -hmm. why I deserve the annulment. So it was a, a marriage that I did get annulled and then I moved forward. Um, and this became, you know, my passion topic. And then like for me, the floodgates opened. I discovered most of my clients had some form of childhood trauma and the research from Kaiser Permanente and other groups that studied trauma because you know, I went into school for as a trauma uh, professional. I'm certified there. Um, close to 90% nowadays people have traumas. I mean, unfortunately, look at what just happened in Las Vegas, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Look at what happened recently with Hurricane Irma and Maria and all these people displaced from their homes. These are other traumas. Um, so even if they, you know, the people that survived in Las Vegas from this horrible mass shooting are now have trauma response in their system, their, their feeling of safety in everyday life. They're gonna start looking at life totally different now. Like how much time do I have? You know, um, another trauma I went through, my best friend and college roommate, Corinne of, um, we were together three years as roommates. She was murdered by her boyfriend in a domestic violence situation. And, you know, that was a shock and trauma to me. So, you know, as we grow up and go through life, there's these 10 traumas that affect us. And uh, this is my passion because, you know, people are struggling and sabotaging love relationships or attracted to the wrong people for the wrong reasons. Um, so it is my passion topic to help educate people around the world. Um, for example, I have a couple of clients in Lebanon they grew up with bombs going off every day in their neighborhood, never knowing if they're going to live the next day. So this trauma response lives in the brain and the body. And over time, your biology becomes your biography. So people that do not um, get coaching with someone such as myself that is aware of trauma response and they're making all these mistakes in life and love, they can't focus, they have ongoing anxiety, they have a lot of times depression. My clients totally do on 180, totally switch that around. And you know, if your your listeners are more interested in this, I just did podcasts last weekend on this. I could send them a replay tape if they want to reach out to me at Rihanna Milne at Gmail. But it's a fascinating topic and and we just never learned about it. 
you know, can I have a triple master's in psychology? I didn't learn this in my psychology programs or any of my licensure continuing ed. I had to find this information out on my own research. Yeah. Yeah. So. So this is this is fascinating. And I have like 143 questions right now, but I'm going <laughs> right. to limit them. Um, <laughs> so I wanted I want to clarify one thing, which is if I heard you correctly and tell me if I got this right. When you were talking about chemistry, you said what it does is it actually is pulling you towards the past early traumas. Like that's why it feels familiar and attractive exactly. and draws you in. Yes. Let me give an example. Great. The young girl that grows up with a father that's an alcoholic will be att attracted to the personality type of the father. So this man will probably have some sort of addiction. Consciously, she would never want to choose someone that has an addiction. Consciously, I would never want to choose the man that had the secret life, you know, cheating mm -hmm, and into mm -hmm. pornography, right? Same thing. It happened to me. So, you know, the unconscious is extremely strong. It pulls you to, to your past. Why? For two reasons. One, it's your normal. Yes. Even though it's not healthy, it's what was normal for you. And number two, it wants to fix it. If it fixes, it, you know, fix the pain of the past, then um, you're healed, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. So it, the unconscious is a very strong thing. So my programs for coaching for singles and couples has you totally looking at what happened in the past and acknowledging what happened, why it happened, and now looking out to make sure you're not being attracted to someone very similar to your past. Excellent. There's certain, no, yeah, there's certain questions you ask and yeah. so on on your dates and yes. Awesome. Mm -hmm. um, so this is something that occurred to me that you weren't really saying, but I'm wondering if it, it's something you've experienced. So I used to, years ago in my past life in the corporate world, I was office mates with a woman who would literally obsess on these major things like the shooting in Vegas. I mean, she couldn't stop reading everything about it and watching it and so on and so forth. Right. And I'm wondering how much our access to constant information about traumas, are we adopting those as our own? Yeah, it's it's very sad. I mean, it, it is a fear factor for all of us with all the terrorism in our lives. Mm -hmm. And it just, you know, the first thing I said, said how sad, you know, my grandchildren are growing up in a world like this, let alone my daughter's. And, you know, it's very scary. You know, where is our degree of safety? Safety is the number one human need in Maslow's hierarchy of needs. The number one thing we want is safety. So, yes, this is why close to 90 percent or nine out of 10 people struggle in life and love. They can't, you know, get around that. So what do my people do to help rebalance all this well there's vitamin therapy my people that have come to me on anti anti-anxiety meds and depression meds aren't on them anymore mm -hmm. we do things holistically there's a form of meditation that i i teach um my book live behind your dreams is all about the mindset uh and it's it is based in spirituality but it's the mindset for success and how to get through difficult transformation um transitions by using this watch me motivational mindset for success. So your mind is your most powerful tool to get you beyond trauma response. So it is a system that I teach. My VIP clients are with me for six months and then my virtual school is three months. So this is what they're learning. It's a mindset for success. It's the self-talk that you learn to do within your own mind. You learn to go from a negative 
And most humans, this is done in research, eight out of 10 humans, most of the things they think about are negative based Mm. or fear based, dark thoughts. And my people after coaching, it's the opposite. We're always living in the light, more, more positive thinking. If something negative comes up, we know how to look at it differently. If people say something that offend us, we know how to talk through it in a more calm and loving way. You know, they learn the communication skills not to do fast trigger reactions. And the emotional triggers are based in past pain. So there, it's, it's, it's a, an incredible journey that to see the people transform. And it happens quite quickly, you know, but we're, we're fighting it. I, I describe it like a rainbow. As you know, they're on the one side, the left side, where they don't understand what's going on. And then they get some knowledge and they do better, then they're going to slip. And then they do better and they slip. But eventually they get over that big rainbow to the other side where there is a pot of gold. And once they learn these skills, they never have to learn them again. They've got them, mm. you know. And if they, they're having a hard time or they struggle, they pick up that part of the book or the notebooks um, and go through the exercises and, and do them again, you know, to, you know, make sure that their mind is staying in the light and in the, in the positivity versus letting these negative events get to us like they can. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm wondering if you would do this for us, because I, I think this would really be helpful for everyone is because obviously, you know, 90% of us are walking around here with trauma. <laughs> that means right. we're pretty much going to run into it, either us or them. Right. So, I mean, in our partnerships, that's what's going to happen. So why, like, can you walk us through the process of why things turn toxic that seem to look good at the beginning? Yeah, that's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Yes, because the people of trauma, the children of trauma have incredibly big hearts. Uh, They want love in the worst way. So when you meet that person as you're out there dating, they seem amazing. You know, and this is the strong attraction. They're charming. They're outgoing. They usually have great humor. Uh, they're very attentive. They text you a lot. You know, they, they're like so excited to have love. And, and one of the warning signs actually is asking you to get married too early almost like desperate to have that love. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but initially this seems really great. And then after the, the time period, usually four to nine months where things start coming out, you know, cause people can wear their perfect face yep. initially for a while. You know, everybody's on their best behavior when they first meet, then things normalize. And then if something happens, you could see jealousy happening or control, or can you wear this instead of that? Or, you know, that person's looking at you when we're out. Why, you know, are you looking back? And it's like, no, I'm looking around the room. What's going on? You know, so all these strange things start coming out. And that's when the triggers are going to happen. And it's usually once you're engaged, you're married or um, committed. You know, you start living together or you become exclusive. Mm-hmm. And then these signs come out that, you know, there's there's some kind of, um, and I don't want to say desperation, but uh, uh, like insecurities come out, you know, or the anxieties come out because they're just not feeling sure about themselves. So, for example, you know, like I said, if someone's controlling, you know, they didn't feel a sense of control when they were younger. That's usually what happens or they weren't, you know, feeling good enough. 
um, someone that lies a lot. And, you know, you meet some people that lie for no reason. It's like, why are they lying? They don't have to lie about that. Mm -hmm. Well, when they were young, lying became a survival skill. Mm -hmm. Let's take the little boy that came home with the F on the test. And boy, if I get an F, I'm going to be beat today. I better change it to an A. Maybe I'll get away with it. And then they get away with it. It's like, whew, great. And then lying became a, a survival tool. And then it just happens all the time when they become an adult and they become pretty good at it. They're like expert liars. So um, Martha Stout wrote a good book, uh, The Sociopath Next Door, where her research shows one in 25 people are sociopathic, where there's just no remorse for using someone or taking advantage of someone. So when you're very kind and loving person and open-hearted or spiritually based, we tend to attract that type of person because they want that nurturing so much. That's the nurturing they didn't get when they were young. Mm -hmm. So they're very attracted to that kind, loving, nurturing person. Yeah. So that's brilliant. And when when you're talking about like, you know, these things show up like four to nine months because you can only keep that, you know, smiling face on for so long. Right. How is that different than, say, the person that's like, has those same kind of, um, I don't remember the word you used instead of desperation, but that kind of like needy behavior in the beginning. Like they're like, oh, I need to talk to you all the time or where are you going? What are you doing? All that kind of stuff. How is that different when it's from the beginning? Um, well, again, toxic or those of trauma will attract those of trauma. Mm. So the other person likes the attention. They love the attention. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the little boy that might have been beat at home and had a horrible childhood experience would learn when he go to school to be either really funny, he was a class clown, or charm his teacher because he wanted love and attention from the female teacher if his mom was mean. <laughs> so, you know, they learn to be charming and funny and outgoing at school to feel loved and popular. Um, so it's really hard to diagnose it in the beginning. That's why I say to my clients, don't beat yourself up for not always knowing. But now when they're out there dating, they have the 20 questions to ask. And it, we can't help it if we've come from trauma. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it is what it is, but we can change it. We can change who we're attracting. We can change our degree of knowledge around it. We can see, you know, if someone else is of trauma, have they worked on themselves and gone through coaching to make sure the dynamics are no longer there? You know, that's why when couples come to me and, um, you know, one is a little bit more in severe in their in their behaviors and they're acting out, uh, let's say they're in chronic affairs or they're cheating because what often happens, you know, let's say the woman is working. You know, and she's not giving the man the attention he wants or he needs. It's not like it's her fault. She's working. She's part of the team. She's helping to support the family. Mm -hmm. And what's he do if he doesn't feel he has enough attention? Well, he goes online and creates an emotional affair just to get attention. You know, so mm -hmm. we have to say, you know, you're doing this because what happened? Well, you grew up with a mom that was absent or a mom that was alcoholic or the mom that was working. 80 hours and you, you crave this attention from a woman and instead you're going to have to learn to self-soothe and do something for yourself instead of doing something destructive to your marriage, you know? So, I mean, close to 60% of marriages are falling apart. Yeah. 
And look at the family dynamic today. I mean, you know, I'm I'm one of the baby boomers. I grew up primarily with a mom at home, um, but she was largely angry because my dad wasn't home, you know, so she was not warm and fuzzy. Um, so, you know, it's the dynamic we grew up with, but the kids growing up in their, the millennials, most of the parents were out working or a lot of the families were split. And these kids had to come home, open the doors, do their homework, get something to eat. Nobody was there. It was lonely. It was scary. I mean, that's part of neglect. Neglect is one of the 10 traumas, you know? So these are the people that may want more attention. So it's, it's really fascinating what comes out. So one of the top words that we work with is integrity. Mm. And that's doing the right things when nobody's looking. Yep. And when you're high in integrity, then your self-esteem is high. And you're going to stop yourself from doing something wrong, even though your emotional trigger may be pulled to it, towards it. Your mind is now strong enough to stop it. And know why it's coming up for yourself. Know what to do mentally to stop it and physically change the environment. So instead of being on the computer, it's like, oh, I'm feeling anxious. Let me just go to the gym or let me go meditate, you know, or let me go pick up a a good book and get my mind into a, a better place just because my wife is working. Nothing is wrong, you know, that kind of thing. So it's the mindset tools that I teach to help people you know, cope and get beyond this. So it's not destroying their relationships or their life. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love that you were talking about not just, you know, for the, the individual themselves to get more awareness about their traumas, but also be able to identify what they may be partnering with in somebody else by asking the appropriate questions. So it's exactly powerful from both sides of the equation, which is really, really cool. Yeah. And then another thing to look at, uh, if your listeners are someone of childhood trauma, that I want them to look at their mom and dad, because usually their mom or dad came from trauma. My father lost his dad at age 12. Uh, He was uh, in a construction accident. He died from gangrene, actually, back in that day. So he and his brother had to go out and be the men of the family and work hard to support the family at 12 and 13, and as well as go to school and became a super athlete so he could go to college. Um, so, you know, what was the trauma of your mom and dad, you know, and what, what was the result of that that came into your life, you know, and then my parents grew up in the depression. So my mom was not emotionally loving. I didn't hear the words, I love you. And she would say, well, there was no time for that. You know, we grew up in the depression. We all had to work hard. So, you know, us and the baby boomers, you know, I did the the exact opposite for my daughters. It's like, I love you and hugs, you know, wherever they go anywhere. It's like, yeah, yeah, mom, I know, you know. So, but that was part of healing for me. You know, I have a great mother, you know, daughter relationships with both my girls. So, you know, there is a way to heal your past and the important thing is to look at it and what I want to warn the parents and the grandparents listening is look at your children and grandchildren are they growing up in a toxic environment can you help them you know if they're struggling if they're they're engaging in some kind of addiction pills are really big today you know uh, alcohol is always an issue mm-hmm. um, but the opioid addiction problem is rampant in in beautiful homes and hometowns you know what is going on why are these kids depressed you know all the girls with eating disorders or cutting you know I used to work with kids in schools they had childhood trauma the ones I was dealing with as a crisis counselor and I worked with kids from kindergarten all the way through college 
So, you know, don't just fluff that off and say, oh, she'll outgrow it. He'll overcome it. No, you know, these kids need help. Make sure they're with a coach that, you know, is knows what's going on with trauma and can relate to these kids. It goes through the generation. So you've got to learn what to do to stop the, you know, the generational pull. And, you know, luckily I learned early enough on that, you know, my girls are extremely successful. One's one coaches around the world, Alexi, she like has 15 million followers. She's the new millennial speaker, Alexi Panos. She's incredible. Oh yeah. Alexi's been on the show. Oh, well, there you go. There's my daughter. And, uh, yeah, she's pregnant, Ken. I'm going to be a grandma. I know. I saw that. Congratulations. (laughs) So excited. Oh, you didn't know that we were mother-daughter, did you? I didn't. No, I've had Alexi yeah. and I've had Preston on the show. And Preston, her husband. Yep, yeah. yep. So it's a really exciting time for them. So, you know, she's knocking out of the park. And my other daughter, Stefana, you know, became very successful as a young age, you know, working for a large company and is a super mom. So, I mean, this pattern can stop. And, you know, actually, I, I want to develop a parenting course, you know, to teach, mm. you know, parents how to ha- raise successful kids because it's really, really needed, you know, empowering kids for success who are fearless. And since you know Lexi, you know, mm-hmm. she's fearless, <laughs> my girl, yeah. putting in water well since the age of 20 in Africa. And it's like, okay, you know, got to go follow, you know, follow your bliss. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's amazing stuff, you know, when you have this, this information and then you just stop the, the patterns. So now there is no patterns going through my generation anymore. Yeah, that's, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this, because we're we're getting towards the end of the show, and I want to I want to ask you what if you could pick one thing, one bit of advice that you would give our listeners about your work in relationship to partnership. What would that piece of advice be? Don't wait to get help. You know, people just keep trying to you know figure it out, and I really I was very forgiving. And I wanted love to work and I wanted my marriage to work. So I kept forgiving. And um, unfortunately, nobody was really doing trauma work when this incident happened. It just didn't exist. And certainly not a life coach that could move us forward. Um, Most therapists don't do this work either. So don't wait, you know, get help immediately. If your partner won't go, you start and then usually what I found with my couples, when one starts, the other one eventually comes in mm-hmm. for help. Um, and don't ignore it in your children. You know, so important that our children become empowered today and, and help change this world that we're living in. So that would be my words of advice. Absolutely, 100% agree. Yeah, it's and it's unfortunate, right? Because so many, because of the access we have via the internet, you can get tons of information, but that doesn't make the transformation happen. No, no, it's, you know, again, I put together a 200 page workbook and then my books, Live in Love, mm-hmm. um, are all part of the system, plus my knowledge as a coach and a therapist. I wear three hats, the trauma professional, the psychotherapist, and then the life and relationship coach. So all those dynamics play a part of how I help people get beyond this from their past and move forward in a life that they're absolutely passionate about and have the love that they desire and deserve. That's the most important thing. Yeah. Life is hard. You want to feel really connected with your partner. Absolutely. No, that's that's fantastic. And I mean, 
I think it's extremely clear that we barely scratched the surface on this topic. Um, so do us a favor, Rihanna. Would you, would you let our listeners know how do they contact you? How do they learn more about what you do? Oh, absolutely. And I'd, I'd like to extend some offers to your oh, listeners please, yeah. as well. Well, my website is rihannamilne.com, R-I-A-N-A-M-I-L-N-E.com. And once you get on there, you there is free book downloads. Uh, about 50 pages of each book are available for free. And I offer a free life and love transformation strategy session, which is a $500 value. Uh, you just fill out the little pop-up form. It comes directly to me. Tell me a little bit about your story, what you're struggling with, and we will meet one-on-one uh, through Skype. And then I'm also offering a $1,000 scholarship bonus to help you get beyond childhood trauma, to have the love and life you deserve. And I'm enrolling right now for the fall term for dating to mating for singles and relationship rescue for couples. So if you reach out to me and you decide that that's a great fit for you, you will get a $1,000 scholarship um, just for reaching out and mentioning Ken's name and his fabulous show. That is fantastic. Thank you so very much. <laughs> you're welcome. You're yeah. welcome. No, I mean, this this has been awesome. Your, your, your stories and insights, just absolutely incredible. I am so glad I was persistent and that we kept digging and finding a way. And I had no idea you were Lexi's mom. Yeah, like, how about that? Love that. That's so cool. I think I first met her over a year ago. Um, yeah, just amazing what her and Preston are doing. And that's so yes. great that you've got a, a grandbaby on the way. So congratulations yeah. again. Yeah, it's exciting. Another another change agent coming into the world, exactly, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So exciting. That's fabulous. Well, thank you again. And, and thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Ken. I really appreciate it. My privilege. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Be sure you catch the bonus stories from our guests on Follow Your Yes Friday. It's easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher or iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day. And remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.